The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water. We're into our seventh year. Many years ago, as I've said to many of you who are listening through the years, when I was asked if I'd like to do a radio talk show, I said, yes, if I can discuss water. And I hope that it wouldn't be uh, boring to people because for some reason, a lot of people think water is here to stay forever and it'll always be accessible for what you need. And I have proven that is not the case if we don't join together and educate ourselves about how important it is for all life on earth and for all life to live. I was starting out today to think about the population of the earth the human population that needs to have water. It grew by 48,591 people in the United States. We have in the United States living now 322,190,790 people living in the United States now as of this month, May. The world population grew by 1 million 566,948 people. There's now living on Earth 7,231,122,146 people living on Earth all require water to live. Now, remember, when you were born, you came from the pocket of water of your mother, and you be entered in delivery in that area called the delivery room. That moment, you had no more water around you for the first time. You began to live with the atmosphere of water vapor, the humidity in the air, and what the water you would drink to supplement the life you had for all those months that you survived in living in water. Now, why did nature do that? for you to live in water until you were born, for you to be able to be nourished, have the living water that is required for what you need to grow and develop and have a healthy lifestyle in the womb. Then you were born. You began to move around on the planet Earth and live. And did you know that that moment when you were born, you're living in the air, which is water vapor, which is vital to your health, but did you know there's no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, we're all different. In fact, that dehydration process, loss of water daily until the day we pass on, is the cycle of nature's secret. But the secrets that we learn 
of technology to teach us that maybe there's things in technology that we need to learn that have been learned ever since the beginning of time with water. Because water was the first technology ever, ever, ever discovered to be able to move from one spot to another spot, and we'll try it over here, and then we'll move it into agriculture, we'll move it into houses, we'll move it into all these different directions they're using water for today. Even with high-tech, with the computers, need cooling so that those, the equipment that they're operating to run all of this magic of the information highway called that computer all over the United States, all over the world, they, those buildings need water to cool them. We need water for power. We need water for everything. But for life on earth, for all human life, this is what you need to be reminded of. Your body, your lungs are 90% water. Why do we become alarmed with respiratory conditions and diseases and pneumonia? Your lungs are 90% water. Your blood is 82% water. Your skin is 80% water. Muscles, 75% water. And your brain, 70% water. Your bones, 22% water. Why do we need water and why do you need to drink water every day? Don't complain if you're not drinking water about your aches, your pains, your slugginess, your blurry eyes, and all that goes on, lack of sleep. You are dehydrated. And when we're dehydrated, we, our body is saying we need more water. And then there's the proper food to eat so we don't dehydrate with the food we're eating. So it's a circle. Now, every week I've been telling you more about how to search for some of these th- uh, uh, references to learn more about what we learn. For example, search shortages of news articles on water shortages of news articles. Water shortage, type in that keyword, water news articles, shortage of water. The UN, search shortages of water worldwide, United Nations. Recently, about, it was reported at the United Nations for World Water Day, about half of the global population could be facing water shortages by 2030 when Demand would exceed water supply by 40%. And I just taught you about the, uh, the population. The population needs water to live, but so does agriculture to live. The species of agriculture is a species of life. The soil is a species of life. And below there is a species of aquifers. They all need to survive. Recently, in the United Nations, Senate Secretary General Ban Ki-moon announced there is a concern. There is a very serious concern that we have not been thinking enough of this, that the water shortages warnings could be saying that it could be true for every second person on earth could be hit by the fact that they will not have enough water. I was reading about a, a marathon that was going on in England, the Sheffield uh, and Sheffield half it's called the Sheffield Sheffield half marathon. The runners found out there would not be enough water. One of the runners, when he finally finished the the race in in, in Yorkshire, he said, "I am not going to run this race anymore. There's not enough water. Water pollution." 
type in keywords, water pollution. Uh, type in words like uh, water shortages. Type in wor- uh, keywords water vapor and drought. There's so much to learn with just all you have to do is type in your keywords and it will take you right to where you can learn more about water and shortages, water vapor, the air pollution, and the problems of the air. And remember, where you live, you just type in those keywords. That you live in which area of California, which is the worst in the United States? Uh, and they were warned by the former Governor Brown way back in the 60s. They built those canals preparing for the mistakes that, that humans might make, and that would help with the mistakes that we have for water shortages. Well, guess what? They're the worst in the United States. I, I, I bet he's just absolutely so disappointed in the fact and what they had accomplished and people to remember that those, those, the agriculture of California is the economy, The people that choose to live in California need water, and that those canals would be supplying water to the agricultural farms and the ranchers that have been building up that economy for generations. And remember, everybody, your soil is a species. Underneath the soil is species of water, agri- uh, aquifers. The water is a species that feeds to the agriculture. So there's more to this to survive our planet. It's the water. It's the water. Fresh water is vital to your life, and this is what the power of water is all about. Today I have an exciting guest. We've had a Dr. Pollock on before, and I was so excited. He wants to. We we're on again, and he gave us some of his precious time. Uh, Dr. Pollock is a Ph.D. professor of bioengineering at the University of Washington, and we're going to be discussing, again, the science of water. And I want you to listen closely, those of you who don't drink enough water and you didn't understand that your body is a walking sponge. I can hardly wait for him to teach us. We'll listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research, as a, has a product, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know at the surface of your eye is 99% water? How do you supplement the eyes when they're dehydrating? Because the air you're living in may not be as uh, healthy as you would wish to supplement the eyes without you supplementing with your handheld portable device of Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's a miracle. We have people who let us know they can't live without it all over the world. We just had someone come back from China and said she did not have to wear the mask. She was able she came back without allergies. Here in the United States and around the world, people are saying the supplement to me is as important as my toothbrush. I know now I need to supplement my eyes to make for them to feel better and be healthier. Well listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist and we'll be right back with Dr. Pollock. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Pollock, are you with us? Yes, I am, Sharon. Good to be here with you uh, again. Well, thank, thank you for being with us. I really enjoyed the show we had before uh, and of course we just got acquainted and today we can learn so much more but tell our audience about yourself and why are you and you're really zeroing and specializing in water research right now but but tell us about your past okay the past uh well i started i started my career uh um as a actually as an as an engineer um thinking nothing about water that was that was the last uh, from from my my sphere of of interest uh, for, of anything uh, except one day uh, as I was a graduate student one person one professor a charming guy came to me and he said you know when you pursue your career do anything except water that was <laughs> I, I I found that weird and and the reason that was weird yeah that that was pretty weird and I, it came out of nowhere and I oh. I think. Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. It's kind of amusing. Uh, there, there were a few debacles that took place in, in the field of water where, where people had some seemingly astonishing findings, and they were shown to be, to be wrong. They excited the entire community, and, and, and then people uh, realized uh, or concluded that they were, they were actually, uh, you might say, false findings or, or artifacts. And, and these were really prominent people. It happened twice, once in Russia with a, the world's perhaps foremost physical chemist. That was, this was the late 60s. And it actually happened again in, in uh, the late 80s, around 1989 or 1990, to a French scientist. And, and these people essentially lost their careers because they demonstrated something astonishing, seemingly astonishing, and, and then proved wrong. The, the first one had to do with a, with a kind of special state of water. These, these uh, Russians had put some water in very thin capillary tubes, you know, glass, narrow glass tubes, and they studied the water using, using a, a series of, of techniques. And, and they, they thought they had a new phase of water, actually rather similar to what, what we think we have, uh, and and a lot of people. This was the time of the Cold War, so so the Americans, when and, and British and Australians, finally, when they got wind of this, they began studying it. And it seems they had two choices: one is to leapfrog the Russians and demonstrate that they could do even better, uh, or uh, demonstrate that the Russians were fools. 
and they did both. Uh, at first, some, some people uh, uh, followed up on, on those findings, and other people thought, ah, it's just impossible. And, and um, so one, one group uh, said, the, the Russians said that that water inside the capillary tubes was pure water because they had evaporated it and then condensed it. So you'd expect that it would be pure water. But in fact, they did similar experiments and they found that the water inside the tube, that, that the tube itself was slightly soluble and so that the water inside the tube would gather some molecules from the tube wall so it was no longer pure. It actually had some silica from these tubes. And so it was deemed a, a, an experimental mistake. And then someone from Australia uh, decided to put some salt in the water. And when they made uh, physical chemical measurements of that salt water, some of the results resembled the results that were presented by the Russians. And so they concluded that well, you know, the Russians must have been sweating into their water. <laughs> so, so it was it was a debacle that took place, and you know, and then finally, this Russian kind of, guy. It sounds like a sport. <laughs> <laughs> a sport, exactly. A competition, yeah. and who's going to win the competition? Yeah, it turns out, you know, this Russian guy published a paper saying, "You're right, uh, that that we made we made some errors," but it turns out that. You know, I traveled to Russia quite a lot, and I met some colleagues uh, of uh, of the this Russian, this famous number one physical chemist, and they said that he was forced to do this by the Soviet government. Otherwise, because it was an embarrassment for them, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the Western scientists said it's a big mistake, an artifact, mm-hmm. and it looked bad for the Russian, for the so Soviet regime, and so they wanted to blame it on him. You see, and and then mm-hmm. if he took the blame, then it's okay. So he actually, though he recanted, he, he, in fact, he believed until the day he died that he was right. And I think he might have been right. But anyway. Well, theories, he was on a theory that had a direction to go. And in, in water, do you think, doctor, that you ever could be right on the moment, the target? Because water is so, I, you could correct me, is so changeable. <laughs> it is changeable, I, and I guess that's really the... And, and you correct me, that was not a good word. Uh, it, it, it's constantly re- refocusing itself on the way it lives in the atmosphere, or wherever its conditions are. Am I wrong? No, uh, you're, you're exactly right. See, we, we, we make the mistake of thinking that water is plain old H2O, that's yeah. all. And, exactly. and it's not so. It's actually no. what we what we discovered is another phase of water. We we think it's H three O two, and this phase of water. You know, we 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 grow up to think that water has well solid liquid vapor uh, phases or states. Mm-hmm. So we discovered this fourth phase or state, which is probably similar, perhaps, to what the Russians found much mm-hmm. earlier, and and the mm-hmm. amount that's in water depends on a whole host of things, as you were pointing out. It depends on how much energy is received from the environment because this fourth phase, it just it doesn't, doesn't happen just spontaneously. It happens because, because the water is absorbing energy from the environment. And this there we energy go. That, yeah, this energy that's absorbed from the environment um, converts H2O into this h It's H3. kind of like water, you know, it's interesting... Um, 
I, I want to thank you for coming on today because I really like to discuss this with you. Uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, water is absorbing water. Um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's there, and then it begins to, to uh, the, the changes that it has once it touches the air begins to absorb the air and everything around it. And people think, well, how could water be doing that? Because it's already wet. It's already water. But it, it's like all life on Earth because it is a species. It is a living water. It's absorbing and living with the life around it when it's, when it's touching that air or it wherever is. it's at. In fact, I was going to tell you today, uh, you can look it up. Uh, when you're, the key words would be missing, the missing piece of the bio, biochemical puzzle and aquifers have been discovered. And it was, it is an, an, some new findings there and the aquifer is so deep that the findings are amazing. And they're very surprised at how that the water is alive in there and, and, uh, what it's doing. Um, type that in. But back to what you're saying about water and science. Now, what are some of you, you said too, your, your team, you've been, you're gonna, I think you're gonna be nominated for a Nobel Prize someday. Uh, I, your team has been finding a lot of new discoveries yourself. Well, yeah, uh, it, it, the, the environment here in my lab is just rich with, with, with discovery. Um, uh, practically every, every week, every few weeks, we, we find something new, and I think the key, the key is a kind of openness to uh, to what the experiments may be telling us. So I, I, you know, I started with the idea that water is not has doesn't have three phases; it has four phases. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, this is detailed in you know in 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 my recent book, the fourth phase of uh, water. And 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 water is so perv- as you mentioned earlier on the show water is so pervasive uh, you know it it takes it takes part there there are deep aquifers so called primary water which is estimated actually to to contain something like two or three or more times the volume of water that's in all the oceans and and, right. and rivers that's amazing so there's right. a lot of it so we learn new things uh, all the time and you know in order to to solve the problems that that you've been talking about the problem of uh, our personal hydration, which is very serious, uh, and the problems of, of of agriculture, which are very serious, and the problems of climate, which are also very serious. We really need to water is the the key entity or element in in all of those. And if we don't understand the basic principles of water, it's a real impediment. So we need to know how water actually works. We need to understand that. It's not just H2O, plain old H2O that has no relation to anything around. Everything affects water. The air, as you mentioned, affects water. The air actually, actually, the oxygen in the air helps build this kind of structure because the structure actually has relatively more oxygen, this fourth phase, relatively more oxygen than H2O. Uh, and uh, it's H3O2, which has... Uh, proportionally more oxygen than, than H2O, and you can get it from the air. In fact, you may need the air in order to to uh, to build this this kind of structure. We even have experiments that demonstrate that if you add extra oxygen, you get more of this fourth phase, or we call it 
easy water or exclusion zone water, but it doesn't matter what you call it. The, the air is really important in, in, in doing this. And, and so if we're to solve the, the problems, the, the really pressing problems of humanity that face us in the future, it's, it's a real impediment if we don't understand the basic properties of water. And so, that... you know, and the other one I noticed, doctor, when I started studying and I entered into what I do now throughout the world, um, uh, people, did, did, have you noticed that, in, uh, not so much lately, but in the past, doctors very rarely said to the patient, you're dehydrated. Yes, I, I know. This is a serious problem. I think that the medical school training is, is mostly drug-oriented. You know, if you have symptom A, B, and D, then take drug 53. Well, the quick, uh, quick fix, quick fix, satisfy, and make the patient happy so they get to go home thinking they're going to be able to do something with the complaint. Right, right. They, right. they get some satisfaction out of it. But, you know, people, the, the physicians or medical people who prefer to take the alternative path and try to really to figure out what's going on with the patient. They understand deeply uh, about the role of water and that hydration is so important. You, know, you were mentioning the, the uh, percentage of, of water in each of our organs, but one thing that people don't, don't realize is as you get older, that percentage goes down. It goes down with age. That's, so if that, that's, that's what happens from the beginning of life to the passing away to death. Absolutely. Right. Dehydration absolutely. to death. Right. Right. And, you know, when you die, you, you, in a way, you become dehydrated because this, all of this fourth phase water, which is the main component of water in all of your cells, we have some experiments showing that it converts, it, it transitions from this ordered water, which is essential for all operations in our cell, to plain old H2O, and then you're dead. <laughs> That's it. You, well, you... and the reason I brought the word dehydration is I was so surprised uh, several years ago, when I would say dehydration, people on the street would look at you, huh? And they honestly, I think they were comparing it to when you put a thermometer in your mouth and see if you go over 100 degrees and you're going to be dehydrated. People were not <laughs> yeah. recognized, remembering or being educated that your life is, is the body water and, and your hydration of survival and how you live for your health and that dehydration is the process of life to death, so you, you need to stay hydrated. Uh, now, I've got to tell you an example. Earth needs this, too. Earth has to have the hydration, the surface of the earth, to be able to survive and be, have immunity protection and balances for ecosystems to survive. And the people on earth have forgotten. And I think that the power of this planet with all whatever the power of faith, whichever anybody wants to believe, I believe in God, that power came to the planet to give people the survival to learn through technology, not just nature, technology to learn how to live with the planet and how the planet can live with these human species, then the human species can survive the planet. And well, yeah. I, I truly believe that there's a purpose there. And then all of a sudden... I found that way back in the 18, late 1800s, early 1900s, human species forgot to think about the nature of the power of water and the planet to survive for eternity and went to the quick fix and forgot about what, what 
what the ma- uh, what the secrets are, I guess you'll say, to the nature of our planet's ecosystem. Well, they yeah, left it was behind. Actually, I think that 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 was forgotten about starting about only about fifty or sixty years ago because you know okay. 50, people, especially in biology, uh, uh, people thought of the the whole human or the the whole plant or the whole animal, and and then. You know, science progressed and it became possible to take apart the animal into little pieces, not just cells, but actually parts of cells and then parts of molecules. And so, so the focus became uh, increasingly toward looking at the smallest possible bits of matter. And then we forget that surrounding all of that matter is water. You see? Water. So, so we've lost sight of, of the critical importance of water. Uh-huh. But it was, it was really well known. For example, uh, around the 1950s, the, the, one of the world's premier, well, premier scientists and premier Nobel laureates, uh, Albert St. Georgi, who discovered vitamin C and went on to do many things. He, uh, he, one of his famous statements was, life is water dancing to the tune of solids. He knew that uh-huh. the water, water was absolutely central to everything that the cell does. But... But as you say, we've forgotten. We've lost sight. I've of- got to tell you a sad story. But a very someone very close to me on my team, uh, she's a scientist and very well known. I won't mention her name. And her mother became ill uh, last year, and her mother was a very healthy woman, and uh, did many things for an older woman. She scuba dived. She ran, walked every day. She drank a lot of water and. She ate right, and uh, she got to feeling not well, and she goes to the doctor, and the doctor says, well, you're, you're so dehydrated. Mm. And she says, really? And he <laughs> said, but here's something for it. And he gave her a prescription, and the prescription did not agree with her. So they went off the, the prescription, and they tried something else, and she ended up passing away last year. Oh, my I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, uh, there's other stories like that where people are going to the doctor not feeling well, and all of a sudden lately I'm hearing the doctor telling that patient, you're too dehydrated. We, you and I, when we come back after this break, you need to tell us why these people and what you're finding okay. are forgetting about their body is made up of water, and they need to be thinking about how to stay hydrated and slow down that dehydration that could be causing these diseases. That's a theory. That. That's a theory, okay. I know. But we'll be right back with our, we'll have our sponsor on here for a minute. We'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. Okay. I will listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. Did you know we just had a doctor come back from China? And she was saying that her parents are physicians in China and they were using Nature's Tears. And they could not believe they didn't have to wear their face mask during the day. And they were able to feel better every day because they had that breath of life, the humidity around the surrounding face. It's so safe for eyes and skin. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. And we'll be right back with Dr. Pollock. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. 
all natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Pollack, we were discussing dehydration and the alarm button that. Mothers are going home, for example, with the baby, learning about a, 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 so many things that as a baby should de- be dehydrating if the fever goes up, certain things to do when the fever goes up if the baby is sick. But they're not learning from the moment that baby goes home how to, to provide the, uh, the hydration that is so important for the baby to be able to live a healthier life and understand water. And, and slowing down dehydration. They're not learning any of that. No, they're not. Um, so a good, a good resource uh, is a place um, run by my friend Gina Bria. It's called the Hydration Foundation. And if you just Google under Hydration Foundation, you'll find um, a lot of in- information. And Gina is collecting the information that's really critical for people's understanding of the, the need for, for proper hydration. You know, we don't... We don't feel it. Um, if you've played tennis for two hours, you feel thirsty, and you really have to to re- replenish. But but generally, with with age, we really lose our sense of thirst. Thirst doesn't really indicate the need for for proper hydration. The best, the most convincing resource is is a book I may have mentioned before by an Iranian doctor, and uh, his name starts with Batman. It's easy to find. Oh, yeah. In fact, I've had him on before he passed. He and I, I should know, I didn't have him on here. I talked to him before he passed away about four years, maybe. Batman. Uh, I always pronounce his name wrong. Uh, I think it's Batman Hilesh or something like that. There we go. Um, He was so excited to hear what I was doing because he said, Sharon, he said, you will plow those fields and you will get somewhere. Don't ever back off of that mission. Because he said, you may have a voice box that the rest of us get lost in because they think we're being so uh, into the technology, the science, and the way we describe it. But back to him. Go ahead and tell a story about it. Well, yeah. I mean, he was, he was a supporter of the Shah of Iran uh, as a physician. And... When the Shah was overthrown, he got dumped in jail and as a political prisoner. And there were many other political prisoners there. And, and, you know, since he was a doctor, and they weren't, they came to him for uh, medical advice because the conditions in the prison were not exactly the, the best, as you, as you can imagine. He had nothing at, at his disposal except water. So irrespective of what the problem was, he recommended to them that they drink a lot of water. He, he'd known since his childhood, that water was important. And the results were remarkable. And uh, after, 
after he he was released from prison, he continued doing this kind of research on on the water and how water could improve almost no matter what the syndrome was or what the pathology was. And then he wrote that book. It's called um, uh, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. Uh, right. And then it came, came out, there were successive uh, names. And by the way, I, I met his son. We were sitting next to each other on the plane by, by accident. Um, and oh, my gosh. What, I, thought you th- I bet you thought you died and went to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, not not not. No, so what far. I mean uh, is, is you're getting no, I mean, this gentleman beside you to pick his brains. Well, it was his son who 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 right. is really well versed in all right. this stuff, and so the the uh, the flight attendant asked, uh, said, "Are you uh, Mr. Pollock?" I said, "Yeah," and you're Mr. and and of course nobody could pronounce the name. So when he said Batman. I knew who he was, oh, and, we, and we, yeah. we actually connected very well. He told me that his father's book had sold more than a million copies, mm-hmm. and, and so it actually has made, made, um, had some influence. And it's really clear the book presents a series of different pathologies ranging from diabetes to, I think, cancer and whatever, and, and the, the clinical results that he obtained, not with drugs, but with water. This is just... Right. Simply drinking water is just totally remarkable. And so I'm this- a believer, doctor. I'm a believer, and I hope that in your laboratory you take it on with what you're doing. I think that the moment that baby's born, that that, that moment, there's a, there's a direction that each individual takes with dehydration. We don't have a test for that yet, for the baby born. And as we're moving with that baby into life the diseases and the allergies or whatever comes along with the weaknesses of symptoms, we'll call them, are a dehydration symptom individually. And I think these diseases attribute to the fact that the body's skin tightens up when you get too dehydrated individually. And when, sure. you die, and when that skin tightens up, the toxin, and I get kind of rank about this, I'm very much a lady, Mm-hmm. The crap A backs up. It, it backs up in toxins. And when that like manure backs up, it, cre- it, co- it grabs onto the next cell and ke- creates a new temperature heat to be able to grab on, and it grabs on. And if you're not drinking enough water, you cannot flush that out. You cannot uh, irrigate that out, let's say. Yeah, I'm a believer makes- of that. Uh, that 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 makes sense. I mean, that's that's why as we get older, we get wrinkled because our skin is dehydrated. It's it's not the same as a as a child. Uh, a lot of people don't don't realize that this is a real sign of of dehydration. It's a, it's a sign yeah. of dehydration is taking you to that spot, right? But it's also you know scientists have looked various scientists, not too many, but. But there are quite a few, I, I found, published papers of people studying what happens when cells become dehydrated, and they just don't function. There are problems with protein function, problems exactly. with, uh, with, with all, all phases of, of cell biology. And, you know, cell biology determines our health. If the cells don't work properly, then, then we're, not, we're not healthy. So well, they're controlling us. And, in fact, I even believe that uh, in time to study this, is that, that what is addiction? Um, addiction is like, like, have you ever had something that you were going to eat that you like, and as soon as you put that in your mouth, you had to have another one. And then <laughs> yeah. you, you, you had a craving. Like ice cream and peanut butter? Or, yeah, or sure. uh, uh, mine is lately ginger. I like those little ginger cubes. 
And I I'll do put too. a ginger in my mouth, and uh, and because it's it's a ginger can be good for you if you don't overdo it. And uh, all of a sudden, I oh, I've got to have one more. And all of us have uh, something that we crave. Well, addiction to me, that's almost like the signal of uh, of of what addiction would be for somebody who loses control and becomes addictive to the medication, the alcohol, beverage or uh, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah. This is where, and these cells go on a high. And when that taste buds, are called those nerve endings on the tongue and the saliva, they, everything goes on a high. And then all of a sudden you come back down and then you crave again. And some of us can deal with not wanting any more for a while. And there's some that cannot live without that craving. Yeah, sugar is, is a good example of that. There we go, that. sugar, carbohydrates. Yeah. Yeah, it's causing real problems. Um, real serious and, problems. Yeah, the sugar sops up the water and um, keeps it perhaps from... How does that crappe I'm talking about? Yeah, it's yeah. A, a real And one issue. of the what? theories that was fascinating with me, I had one of the most well-known fam- organic family uh, on the air here uh, from North Dakota, and they have like 4,000 acres, and how they till, they'd only get four inches of rain a year, but they till that soil to keep that moisture coming from the air so that the, mo- the, air, the moisture in the air and the soil attract each other. Well, you can imagine the human skin organ, the skin organ behind the skin, the skin organ in front with the atmosphere. What is happening with this, this, when a person has an addiction problem, they're, are they, they're, it's being contro- they're being controlled. Those yeah. of us who do not have a severe dehydration uh, can de- generally deal with, the, the, with it enough that we don't become out of control addicted. Now, I believe that in time, your theories of what, you got, what your team are studying, I think you're going to bump into some things. I really do believe this. And uh, because you're learning some more about the internal organs of that water oh, that yeah. had not been found, the, yeah, its we, life we, and what it's functioning to do. We, we, learn, we learn more and more, as I say, with each passing week or, or, or so. And one of the, I must tell you, one of the odd things that, that, that we learned, you know, this, this fourth phase water, it turns out, is negatively charged, not neutral the way H2O is, and your cells are filled with it. Therefore, your cells should be negatively charged because this water, there's so much of it inside your cells. And everybody who studies cell biology knows that the cells are negatively charged. But one of the odd things is, you know, we measure the uh, electrical potential of humans. And, and sure enough, you know, if you stick a voltmeter between you and the ground, you're negatively charged. So most of us most of us think, or physical chemists, uh, uh, professionals think, well, it's impossible. Humans or plants or what have you, it's impossible. They can't be negatively charged because everything tends toward neutrality. But in fact, we're negatively charged, and we found that oranges and apples and what, what have you, just freshly picked, are also negatively charged. And, Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, it, re- huh. it, it, it really is. That uh, this, and in fact, it seems to me that maintaining this negative charge or maintaining this water, it's, it's really the same thing, is really the essence of life and that we really, um, as, as, as living beings, our main goal, I think, is to maintain uh, the negative charge, which is equivalent to maintaining the water. See, we found that mm-hmm. um, in, in preliminary, very preliminary results, 
healthy people who run and exercise and eat right seem to have more negativity than people who are who don't do that and and we began measuring sick people and we have a very small sample i must tell you at this time but we found one uh one person who had walking pneumonia and she should have been in bed or in the hospital or whatever she had the lowest negativity of anybody practically close to to zero so it it means that hydration is so critically central to all of health and a measure of of this hydration could be we're we're looking into that could be the amount of negativity that you bear yourself so uh-huh. this, yeah, this could be an interesting direction. And that's also tapping on to another uh, theory there too. Is have you have we you've noticed that more people pass away from pneumonia, the lungs, than the disease that started it out. At, there's something in the lungs there that our body is needing full, complete uh, functioning. Well, <laughs> yeah, people, I mean as. You- Sure, as you mentioned, it's a repository of of water. Uh, we pass water in and out through 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 the lungs, and so as a filter system. Yeah, yeah, sure. If it's not working properly, then then uh, yeah, could could well be. That's an interesting point that I'd not thought of before. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and uh, that that is what uh, where my some of my uh, thinking, and I've got to tell you one. Here in this one uh, thing to look up, it says missing piece of biochemical puzzle in aquifers discovered. But they found that in these, in some, in in all of these aquifers that have uh, microbes of sulfur and iron and oxygen considered the best overall, but it was not rarely found deep and below the surface. And these aquifers, oxygen, but yet there was living light. There was a lot going on there. Mm, and these mm. deep aquifers, and there's a lot to learn there, because yeah, I look I'm at wondering... the theory inside of our body, and the, and I and I said to somebody from NASA one time on the show, we were talking about outer space and what they were learning. He'd been with NASA for 35 years, and I said, "Well, doctor, when we're out there like that, are they looking at the moisture level from Earth that is influencing the rest of the solar system? Because we happen to have the water." We're influencing something out there too, and well, I, I believe that's yeah, happening inside the body. Is the influencing of the moisture in the body is also influencing from within the body, but the outside of the body is influenced with the way we're operating in the body individually. Though I look at it as a very individual um, uh, life to exist. Well, yeah, I, there, there's a, a lot to be to be said for, for for that. I just want to to the influence. I want to make a comment on that. But first, you know, I, what I've been hearing from some um, scientists is that water is found almost everywhere, uh, from the sun to all the planets. Uh, with more and more discoveries going on, they finding they're finding more and more water. So, so it it, it actually turns out to be more common than we think. Uh, you, you mentioned the the deep aquifers, and I've heard about the extraterrestrial uh, water. So, so water then is even even more central than that. But it's the influence that that's the 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 point that I picked up on when when you were talking about the water is influenced by everything in the in, environment, even even information. Uh, this is this is really the 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 kind of strange part. There are experiments now. 
that demonstrate this. We we run uh, um, or I run annual meetings on the on the physics, chemistry, and biology of water, uh, and these are these attract really top scientists, include a, including Nobel Prize winner uh, Luc Montagnier, and and many of the people are beginning to find that if you just have a just a flask of water that's closed and sealed that that water changes its structure and its properties depending on what's around it. So the water that's around it or the information that's around it doesn't touch the water in the flask, but the electromagnetic information that passes into the water affects it in, in a quasi-permanent way. So, so you can get uh, uh, information, for example, the, the most astonishing experiment that was done by Montagnier, who I mentioned, who um, had DNA sitting next to the water, and it was a particular DNA of a particular sequence. Uh, uh, and and it, it, they, the two sat next to each other, not touching. Um, they can't communicate at all. But the information from the DNA, just by sitting there, basically, was imparted to the water because when they used that water to make new DNA, the new DNA turned out to have the same sequence as the DNA that the water oh was gosh. sitting next to. Isn't, Amazing. Oh, my. Amazing. 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 Been, well, yeah. this is where, it, it, do you, can you imagine with what you're learning with your team and what you're doing to influence others out there and each other, helping each other with theories there, that eventually they're going to find that we left behind the number one most important element to all life and fighting diseases. And, right. and for Earth to exist for eternity is going to be the water and what we can learn in that life of the water. It's a I, living life. I totally agree with you. It's the essence of, of life, and it, it participates in, in everything that the cell does in a central way. That actually was the theme of, of the book that I wrote. Uh, uh, the, the current one is The Fourth Phase of Water, but in 2001, I, I wrote a book called Cells, Gels, and the Engines of Life, and that book also dealt with water. It, it dealt with the centrality of water for everything the cell does. So, so you know, your cells are just filled with this kind of ordered fourth-phase water, but cells don't just sit there. They do something. They do something for a living. So, for they're, example, they're alive. They're alive. They do. So a muscle cell contracts. It mm-hmm. doesn't always mm-hmm. contract, but when it contracts, we found that the water undergoes a transition that drives this contraction. It undergoes a transition from the ordered uh, fourth-phase water to H2O, you see, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's the source of, of the action of the cell. Now, all cells act in some way, so secretory cells secrete and dividing cells divide and whatever. Mm-hmm. We found that all of these behaviors, of these cells that are so central for us, for everything we do, they're all driven by a transition of water from the ordered state to the disordered state, of course, then back again and to get prepared for the next event. This is missing from the current lexicon of, of understanding of, uh, of biology and cell biology, but it's central, and, and 60 or 70 years ago, everybody knew it was central. We've just forgotten how, how central the water is for everything that we do and everything our cells do. So I'm, I'm so glad that you're... you're bringing this kind of understanding to the world about the importance of water for everything from, from health to weather to what have you. It's well, and so surviving, important. the planet Earth. Surviving. 
You know, and I had a scientist on one time saying something. I said something about eternity, and he said, Sharon, I don't really think it's going to be that way. Hmm. And I truly believe it will be that way if our mission together with all of us throughout the world get together and get the youth, every all young people educated from all for generations to come, that there must be a priority of saving the water as an endangered species. And because people are forgetting that it is a species and it is alive. It's what our earth is. is it's, it's the planet. It, and the cer- soil, when you look at a soil, and I, I just have, I just cry, uh, it's heartthrob. When you drive through the state of California and see all that cracked soil, to save a species of a little fish that we all want to see us survive, yes. And the former Governor Brown, in the 60s, they built this very expensive canal of water so humans wouldn't forget how important water was for their economic system of California and the health of their state. But when you look at their agriculture and it says these signs, water makes everything grow. And I said to somebody on the show one time that was behind the fish, the little fish, I said, well, what about the species of the soil and the aquifers below? They're not getting any water. They're going to die. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, you've got also other species that are going to be diminishing, endangered, that's going to be critical to the life of the people in California. And she was, you could tell, she was upset that I had said that. But again, they, they don't think deep enough. They don't think beyond the moment. Uh, they, there's so much to that word ecosystem. If the yep. body has an eco-balance, everything has a balancing act. They call it, I call it algorithm today, really. It, it's, it's a way to, so thousands of years, the word algorithm, it has to balance has to keep bouncing back to the middle. But we're almost done here with the show again, and I appreciate it. But tell us before you're gone how they can find you and uh, your books. Okay, the, the books, the, of course, Amazon is possible. Uh, the, um, Ebner and Sons uh, is, is the publisher, and they, they have actually the new ebook it's, uh, that just came out. It's E-B-N-E-R-A-N-D. S-O-N-S dot com. And um, there you can find um, uh, e-book and, and reviews and, and such. And, you know, I recommend to those who are interested in biology, not only the, the, uh, the newest book on the fourth phase of water, but the previous book also on water, which uh, the cells, gels, and the engines of life. And you can get mm-hmm. them both uh, on, on that website. So mm-hmm. I think it, the, both books are written with a layman in mind. You don't need to be an expert. In fact, some of the reviews have said every high school student should be reading these books. <laughs> so, okay, well, uh, we'll see what we can do about that because I agree with you. I think young people are starving to learn about all this. They care. They really care. I think they care, too, and uh, the information uh, is so essential for understanding. It's not just about water, but other basic principles of nature that are nature. described right. in there. So, Well, thank I, you so much for being on again today. My I hope pleasure. you have a, a wonderful summer coming, and you thank be you well. Thank you very much. Yeah, you too. Okay. Th- thank Take you care. again. You know how busy you are. Bye. Bye. I can just say sometimes I do this on the show. Wow, I learned so much, and I hope you did too. The Power of Water radio talk show for all these years has been trying to bring all all uh, 
education to you about your diet and how you think and and, and your emotions of life and and uh, but it all comes back to water. It always has because the water you're made up of water. The life around you, the atmosphere, made up of water. The water is we were saying this morning on the show, and by 2030 it is predicted that there's going to be such a shortage of water that 40% of our humans on life, and our, can you imagine the earth itself? If 40% of our humans are going to be affected, look at the whole planet Earth. It's going to be affected as an endangered species itself without the water it needs on the surface of the Earth. Not just down in the in the aquifers, which they're finding bigger than the oceans. So remember that. And you must drink water. It is vital to your everyday health and for the way you live and for healthiness around you to expose yourself to others. You must drink the water. Well, I want to thank you for listening. I really enjoyed Dr. Pollock. I really appreciate all the guests that come on and what Polly Featherton does and my secretary, uh, Bonnie Mark, to make this all possible for me to be able to get the greatest guest there is. I want to thank you for listening. Embrace your life. It's your life. But also remember, other people have lives too. Embrace theirs too. Earth whispers, though. Don't ever say goodbye. Leave something very special behind of yourself. It is that special. Pay it forward. I want to thank you again. Have a nice day and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour. Health, environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.